Hi friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. A safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal. Each week we will bring you new episodes sharing our opinions on a ton of different topics in hopes we can get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our opinions and experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice. We are strictly speaking of our life experiences, our opinions, and for entertainment purposes only. Now, with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Be Real Babe podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. We hope that you have a good time. And if you're a returning listener, watcher, supporter, thank you guys so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for coming back time and time again. For those that don't know me, my name is Brandy. I am the host of the show. And today, you guys, we're on episode 153. And I'm so excited. We have our first episode of Being Real with Dusty. And his first guest is absolutely electric, you guys. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the first episode. It is Being Real with Cassia and Dusty. It's all about healing and spiritual journey and coming into what is aligned to you and just everything that we love here on the show. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. But before we get into it, I just want to remind you, if you are listening on platforms like YouTube and Rumble, make sure to like and subscribe, turn on those notifications. And if you're listening on the audio platforms like Spotify and Apple, you can also turn on notifications and give your girls a review and boy, your team, your babes, a review. That would be amazing. And if you are on social media, you can find us all over Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at the Be Real Babe podcast. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in and all the love and support in season six. We are having an absolute great time. We cannot wait to keep going on this season and cannot wait for you to hear this episode. So let's get to it. All right. We've been waiting a while to make this happen, but today I have Cassie in the studio with me. I met Cassie on Instagram and ended up going on one of her sound bath sessions earlier this year. And I felt like I got a massive benefit from it. So I have done quite a few sessions since. Um, Cassie is a DJ, a music producer, business owner, sound bowl practitioner, and a mother. And I'm sure I missed a ton. Um, I looked into your background and I was amazed at how many things you're actually accomplished at. So maybe just tell everybody a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. Where to start? Um, I mean, I, I started playing classical piano when I was like five, six years old. And I've always been, uh, I was raised very musically. Um, dance lessons, I was in some high school bands, um, worked with different producers. Uh, I have an eco-friendly clothing line called Cassie Bamboo. Before the pandemic, I was going to school, to, well, it's been pre-law. I wanted, decided I wanted to be a lawyer, I wanted to be a politician, wanted to make a difference. Um, but then as uh, you know, time went on and everything started shutting down, I realized how valuable time is and how much I wanted to spend that with my son and not in an office working for someone else. So that's when I started my clothing line, Cassie Bamboo. And it became very successful selling bamboo face masks. And I got like busier than I've ever been in my entire life. And it pretty much financed like the, the funding of like my entire clothing line, which was awesome. And at that point, I really, I dabbled in music, I guess you could say here and there. And uh, I don't know, I think like my eyes were open to a lot of things. And at that point I was like, okay, cool. Like, how do you see the next five years? How do you see the next 10 years? Like, what are you really wanting to accomplish? Life is so short, time goes so fast. You know, just seeing my now five-year-old just growing up in front of my eyes and, yeah, I, um, I'm like, you know what? I just started producing music. I found a private coach. I learned every, I went from not knowing what a DAW was to now being pretty proficient and being able to produce my own music and do all my own mixes and masters and working with other artists. And yeah. And then along that line, I started sound healing as well. I got really big into meditation and started buying a bunch of bowls and it was first, it was just more for myself more than anything. Um, and then when I started to see what a profound effect it had in my own life, I'm like, this is pretty cool. I want to share this with people. And then one thing led to the other. And then I just started having regular sessions. And I always kind of said, as long as I, as long as people like kept coming, I would keep doing them. So, yeah. Yeah. That was the one thing I was really impressed with is that when I've done your sessions, it's by donation only. And I'm thinking, this is crazy because what you do is amazing. Thank you. And I got so much benefit from it. And it was like, 
you, you're so that's why I think I said to you, like, you're, you're one of the real deals because you, you actually care about people's health. Right. And it's, it's really amazing because a lot of people are out here to make money and you're just not like that. So yeah. I was, I was really impressed with that. Well, the real big, um, the, yeah, like one go of ahead. the, like a big turning point for me, um, a friend got really sick and traditional medicine wasn't working. And that's when I started to look into shamanism. I don't know how I came across it in the first place, but I'm like, well, this is kind of different. This is cool. Um, I came across a couple like very famous celebrity shamans that I felt weren't super genuine. Um, and that's what led me to find Michael Harner, where I did my sh um, shaman core shamanism training. And um, along that path too is when I started going to sound sessions, like sound baths. And I remember bringing my sister, who's a nurse, um, you know, working full time, making like a normal living. And uh, my business was doing quite well at the time. So I like bought her a pass to come with me. And she's like, you know, Cassia, this is great, but this is just not affordable for normal people. And that's coming from a nurse that works full time, right. you know, and she's just like, this is awesome. Right. But like, and in that moment, I'm like, okay, I feel like I should take this. Like, what can I do? You know, like, how can I kind of make this more accessible for other people like my sister who like works so hard but can't afford this when I felt like personally that it made such a, like a transformation in my own life. I'm like, everyone should have access to this. So that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So going back to the political stuff, where were you, were you politically leaning one way or the other? <laughs> Is that what we're going to talk about? You don't, you don't have to talk, you don't have to say exactly, but it no, just, well, yeah, just, I was interested in that when you said that I didn't, I didn't realize you'd gone. Yeah. So I was living that. in Shanghai um, for, I was there mm -hmm. for three months and that was around the time when Trump was president. And I remember I was just so I was studying political science like long distance or whatever through UBC and um, I was very cut off from like you know uh, North America in general with the time difference and all of those things so I got really into politics and I just got really like upset and I'm like I really want to do something to change this and I started getting yeah. that's when that that's when I actually changed I was a English linguistics major and I changed my major to political science yeah. and then I was gonna go down yeah, yeah law and then politics start funnel or whatever oh cool yeah so was i cool. leaning any I, i've always been more into american politics to be honest <laughs> it's more okay. my study. yeah which will make sense we're right on the border yeah. right so it, their their uh, political system is more important in my opinion yeah. to, to us because whatever happens there ends up happening here yeah so. i went through like a full like uh politicians boot camp in victoria and like the mm -hmm. whole thing basically training us to be cool. politicians in the Canadian system, though, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm like, not, I'm like not sure. Right, right. I'm really glad that I like, I right. tried it and such, but yeah, I feel like my calling is a little different. Yeah, like when I was looking through your history, like you're so diverse in the stuff you've done. Like you were in a band too. Was it with your sister? Yeah, Fandeth. That was. Um, yeah. I was the replacement singer for the lead singer Dandy because something happened between her and the producer, uh -huh. and they ended up breaking up, and it was really dramatic and. The producer was in charge of basically formulating the entire band and he just said wow you can your sisters and you can actually sing i guess she was tone deaf or something i'm not sure but like he's like do you want to replace her in this huh. band and i'm it was like a sad kind of synthopop and especially because he he was like writing a lot of the music and going through a breakup and going all this like through this hard time but like it wasn't my taste of music but it gave me kind mm -hmm. of the inside scope of what it takes to produce music and what like it actually looks like right. logistically and i'm like okay cool and he actually said to me, he's like, because I, I said, I'm like, I'd love to learn how to produce music. He's like, you don't have the attention span to do it. He's like, you could never produce music. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't the only guy that said that to me. So that's another thing that kind of added fuel to the so fire. Yeah. Gotta, I'm like, I'm, I'm going right, to be a really exactly. good producer, actually. <laughs> like, challenge, challenge well, and, accepted. And, and that kind of... Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads to where you're you're with that is it power power sound yeah sounder yeah, it's, it's like yeah. the first all female label based out of LA. Um, I was on their last album. I've did a couple different songs with them. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Jade's awesome. Yeah, um, and so it's sort of it was a grassroots. They kind of just started this up just for for females, yeah. and then it took off yeah, from basically. there. Yeah, basically. And they have, do they have like, do they obviously produce albums? And yeah, I was on their first album. Like I'm like one of their like as lead cool. producers. It was cool. I got like sponsored off of Cali Audio and like Ableton. Um, they're all for like women in the music industry. Cause I think it's one of like, what is it? Like 2% of the producers are, are women or something like that. And even less okay. are songwriters. So I feel like there's a big, like, yeah. It's heavily, like there's a lot of males in that industry and that really like right. music is such a powerful thing. 
And then to just to think that like the voice is com- like that is influencing so many people is coming from a male perspective is kind of just like a little bit thought provoking. And that was my issue with a lot of lyrics growing up too. Right. Like why, you know, like these rap, like I love rap music, but it's like a lot of it, you know, I don't even need to say it out loud. You know exactly what I'm thinking. Well, that, that's why I, what, I was never, I was never a rap fan because of yeah. that. You know, I just, I didn't, it didn't resonate with me. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not yeah. into speaking that way about women so i just i never kind of resonated with with rap i was always into like alternative yeah for me it was like tupac and biggie because it was like a lot about yeah for me my point of view it was like talking about getting through a struggle and you know about being really beaten down but getting up and being successful regardless and that is something that really resonated with me so yeah cool that's really cool and then you you just did a you just did a um a, um festival the I did. too didn't you Rifflandia? yeah i played at Rifflandia. yeah so how did that it was go great yeah we heard we got a lot of really good feedback i brought a band with me <laughs> just to do some cool. just like electronic music with a band i love adessa so i was kind of inspired by that um yeah we yeah. got to meet paris hilton and like chris lake and such it was really cool because yeah, there was quite a few fairly big name people there yeah. was salt pepper yeah, there and dr fresh yeah, cool. yeah, there's a lot it was very cool, cool. Yeah, I actually met a couple of really cool artists who I'm planning an underground event um, for end of February, early March when I get to pick the DJs. So I'm going to pick, I've already reached out to a couple of the DJs that I worked with there about coming and playing at this underground show. And I can give more information about that soon. Pretty excited. Awesome. The other thing I noticed too that you do is uh, something called silent discos. And I was really interested. And I actually was talking to my buddy about this yesterday. And they knew all about it. They've been to Mexico and they went to oh, one. Cool. And they said it was a, it was one of the most fun thing they've ever done. Yeah. So do you do those on a regular basis too? I was doing that la- not last summer, but the summer before. Um, and it was like mm-hmm. a pop up sort of like uh, like gorilla type style where you just like pop up out of like a different locations, make an event bright, have people come up or just like approach people. It was cool. Yeah, we were on Talent Time too. It's a friend of mine's um, like sitcom, so we were. We did like a silent disco thing for all of like the live audience and stuff and did an interview with them. It was fun. Cool. Hmm. Can you let the audience know maybe like what is a silent yes. disco? Because I, I didn't I had never heard of them. Well, before. basically you have a transmitter that you plug into your controller um, and then whatever like you have little buttons on the side of the headphones and th- there's like three or four channels that you can switch between. So you can have multiple DJs playing at the same time and the transmitter just kind of picks up whatever color you're playing, whatever channel you're playing. Uh, I forget what the radius is, but it's pretty good. Yeah. So you can basically listen to music and not bother people like wherever in public and stuff. Well, that's it. Like I was was thinking like, why don't cities do this more often? Like I, I, out here where I live, it's like, we've got an amphitheater. You could have this fest and you wouldn't bother, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about noise complaints because everybody's dancing in silence. It's funny. I was actually just contacted yesterday, um, by an event. I think it's the, it's by Noah and it's like this. Uh, they're going on their, it's like a world tour and they're making their stop in Vancouver on Monday and they want me to play bowls for them, which is cool. Um, I've been seeing a lot of their ads pop up, but they're using silent disco headsets as part of the immersive oh, audio cool. experience. And I've done that before for sound baths. Like I did a sound bath on the beach. And if you don't have the silent disco oh, wow. headsets then the, the, the frequency, the, like the, the music gets lost in the waves. So we mic the bowls oh, and wow. like had people. Yeah, it's cool. That's really cool. Like, it's a lot of th- cool, uh, obviously, potential to be doing some things like that. Because people are looking for different things to do, totally. right? Yeah. And there's so many whiners out there now that it's it's good if you can do things that aren't bothering other people. Because then you don't have to worry about the stress of, you know, dealing with people that yeah, just want to ruin everybody else's I know. Good time. And space is expensive right now in Vancouver. <laughs> Everyone's, like, pretty jam-packed right. together. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, as far as going into the sound bowl, so... Maybe explain what, you know, maybe basically about what, what sound bowls are, what sound baths sure. are. Um, so each of the bowls is tuned to a different note, which aligns with a different chakra within the body. And uh, when we have disease in our body or blockages, it, well, when we have blockages in our body, it can cause disease. It can cause us to feel emotionally not well, that can transpire into our body not feeling well. So the just behind the bowls is that when you're playing this music, when we're playing these different frequencies, that it's helping move the chi or the energy through the body to bring us back to our natural state of flow, where we're healthiest and happiest. So I noticed because when we, oh, sorry. Yeah. Like when you, when you did them and I was there and we, you always ask afterwards, you kind of let everybody sort of share their experience. And I always said, I, I see purple. Yeah. And, and I was, as I was researching this, I looked into it and, and 
Purple corresponds with, I believe, the third third eye chakra, yep. which also corresponds with 432 mm -hmm. hertz. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that would make sense. It's, it's really crazy because, I mean, I, I wasn't imagining. I didn't go in with any preconceived notions that I was going to see purple. Yeah, it's like it's but, like decalcifying. Well, yeah. You know, it's like when we, when we right. have a lot of screen time or a lot of like – uh, you know, like social media stuff or like unhealthy food or like all the things that can make us kind of get cut off spiritually or energetically from source. So when we start to do things like right. sound baths or like there's a lot of different other things that can help decalcify like your third eye, then you start to see colors like purple. That's exactly it. So that's really cool. I love that. Right. Yeah. So, so as far as this, uh, cause I saw you do sh uh, shamanic dream work. So yeah. Maybe go into that sure. um, yeah. and explain what that is. Yeah, as mentioned before, when I um, started researching shamanism when a friend got sick, um, and I came across Michael Harner, and he was an American anthropologist, and he was not spiritual whatsoever when he started his, um, his study of different shamans from different tribes like all over the world. And what he found was all of the shamans had very similar ways of talking to spirit, um, of like healing their communities, essentially, that didn't involve, it wasn't a drug thing. A lot of people first thing, they're like, oh, you do shamanism work. You must like ayahuasca. I'm like, no, yeah, no, I do right. not, um, which is great, but it's just not why I do it. Um, and he found that there was all these core fundamentals, these different, these things that all the shamans did that was very much in common with one another, that they would have no way to access or to contact one another in order to like plan this in advance. So he formed his school and his like his teachings on core shamanism. And it basically is a way to get yourself into like a deep, like hypnotic state, which is very similar to what the sound bowls do. They use like the melodic beating of a drum. Um, and then there, what I did was I trained with, um, different groups of shamans for the last like four or five years. And we were taught how to essentially, it's, it's kind of like lucid dreaming. It's like a daydream kind of, it's very similar to what happens with the sound bowls. And you're, it's like an active meditation where you are actively going to like the upper world or the lower world. And like, you're, you know, like when they say mindful, like mindfully, mindfully being here, like feeling my hands, well, you know, we're watching them. So mindfully meditating is just like when you're on a journey, it's like I'm walking one foot in front of the other. I'm going up this ladder. I can feel that, you know what I mean? You're kind of like in your head, mindfully meditating to get on this journey. And they go so far as to like mapping out their dream world. And then you kind of, you go up there and it's, they always say it's like the first thing, the first color, the first thought that comes to mind when you're coming from a grounded state is the right, is what you're supposed to be seeing in that moment. Um, so it's like once you get mindfully into that space, then being very curious and aware of the stuff that's coming up and then asking questions about what it is and getting guidance when you're in that state. So that's be the, the gist of it. So, yeah. Cool. And are you still doing more training? Where, where is this going to go for you? Yeah. As far as um, well, I did it at the foundation of, uh, for shamanic studies and I, I'm very much in touch with them. We do like drum circles. Um, a lot of the shamans that I work with are, are in Ontario. Um, yeah, but I've completed my training with them and I'm in like the shaman journal and stuff. It's cool. I'm like, hey, there's my name. <laughs> yeah, it's like very cool. random. But yeah, I found that it's like, it's such a cool thing. Like I've worked with like different shamans where they'll, they'll want an answer to something and they'll go into this because you go in with a question, you know, it's like, I need guidance on this. I need an answer. I don't know, whatever. Like, one of the shamans I was working with, he was having like tendonitis in his ears. He goes on a journey and he's like, he comes back. He's like, it was so weird. He's like, I just got a recipe for all of these things that can help my, my ears from stop ringing. He looked it up. All of the herbs were literally for that. And he was just like, I didn't know any of this before. So it's like stuff like that. It's like, I think it's so you're downloading basically yeah, from the universe. hundred percent. Yeah. And a lot of different types of meditation, it does exactly that. These are just different ways of getting at them in my opinion, you know, and that's when I, right. shamanic dreaming, the dream work that I do, I, I do it with drums sometimes, but a lot of time with bowls because that's just my, my thing and it works. Cool. It does the same kind of thing, getting you into that kind of, it's like a daydream state and then letting yourself just go on a journey and just being very curious about things that are coming up. So, Right. Yeah. It's just really interesting. Like, how do you find doing the things that you do as far as you're very aware and, and, and connected, but then you live in this real world as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's a very, it's, to me, it's such a, it's such, there's such a contrast between 
what yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I call it, the 3D world and I call it the spiritual world, right? And yeah. it's it, it, how do you how do you how do you deal the with shamans it? Shamans call it like you have an ordinary state of consciousness and a shamanic state of consciousness. But like right. for me, it is a lot of changing gears. You know, because you're like playing a festival and everyone is drinking and doing the things, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like leading a meditation and we're talking about, you know, not drinking for just like it's very much like a but I find that one I wouldn't be happy if I could only do one or the other, like what the the one balances the other out. It kind of keeps me. Yeah, I feel like it it all kind of comes back to music, too, like. Yeah. When I was in my like early teens, I uh, I won a model search when I was like 14, 15 years old. And from then on, like I developed a very unhealthy relationship like with food. Um, I struggled for a yeah. long time with it, like a pretty serious eating disorder. And it was music that like brought me back. I feel like because I was I was vibrating at such a low frequency, but when I would listen to music, it almost dissolved those horrible feelings. And it just like right. brought me, you know, and at the, and that was another like big moment in my life. I'm like, I need to work in music. Like this is like, I would say it's like music saved my life. I'm hoping to repay the favor because it actually did. Like, and I, I've seen it so many times too with like the sound bowls or like when you listen to a really good song or like it just like, you know, it just makes you move. It makes you just like be so motivated and all the things. I'm like, this is so beautiful. It's just like the universal like language, you know, it's like, right. yeah, so do you ever do you have you ever had this because i get this with some songs it almost feels like it elevate it almost feels like it's pulling my spirit out of my body absolutely like it elevates you absolutely you know what i mean it's and it's a really weird feeling but it's like it, it is there's yeah there's just certain songs that i've had in my life where i'm just like it feels like absolutely and you can hear it in singers voices too when it, when people talk about someone having soul yeah i can hear it <clears> in some people's voices and others, most people I don't. Yeah. Right. I um I grew up in the church and I would like sing in front of my church and like played in the bands and stuff that like as you know. And I've always seen music as that. It's like it's it's a way to communicate with like source. Whatever word you'd like right. to use that's not gonna make others right. alienated. But yeah, it's like a way that I use to talk to my so my God or whatever source. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I, I feel the same way. And it's like, yeah. Just like, for me too, music has always sort of been my savior. It's like mm-hmm. whenever I felt dark, because I, I you would, would fall pretty dark into myself, and music would always be the thing that would save me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah, just it's it is it it is it is that connection to source. I t- totally believe that. I mean, music is one of the greatest things we have as human beings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's like everything to me. It's so cool, and then seeing my son too, like he playing piano and wants to produce and he's like singing and making up his own songs and stuff and it's like right Aw. like many that's me. awesome do you do sound bowls with him too yeah he plays them sometimes yeah it's funny oh he does awesome. when he was really little i'd play them and like it, he would just fall asleep first he's like no i hate the sound bowls and then like five minutes later he's just like out cold i'm he's, like yes he's sleeping <laughs> yeah so are, are all the, the not all the sound bowls are 432, right? They're all there's some different ones as well, right? Well, you have like... there's two spectrums that they normally tune them to, and it's four, uh, 432 and 440. So most music nowadays is tuned to 440, and uh, yeah. 432 is flat, but 432 is what like classical music it has been t- tuned to. And there's some songs that right. still are. I think like some Taylor Swift or like Justin Bieber or like they are tuned to 432, which just means like it's more it's flatter. And I try to do that too. Right. So you can actually go in your DAW and you can change it to 432 and like change all the other samples or all the whatever else you're using um, to layer right. into your track. You can change it to 432, but like a lot, but it's by default now 440. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Have you ever heard the the um, I didn't I didn't send you this earlier, but um, the the studies they did on on memory of water and it would make sense that if you're resonating at a at a more peaceful frequency since we're bags of water pretty much Mm -hmm. that that it would that this you know that healing frequency would would sort of resonate with us right because i think yeah yeah it's pretty cool like they did this study where they took this um they took it basically was it was the uh, hiv scientist Mm -hmm. uh luke monnier and and they basically what they did is they took an hiv strand and they put it into water but then they diluted it over many many dilutions and then by the end of it, there was no HIV in it, but it was, they, what they also did is they ran sound waves through it. It gave off a certain frequency that the specific DNA strand gave off a certain frequency, but the one that didn't have 
the DNA actually in it by the end of the dilution still had that frequency. Interesting. But that's not even where it ended. So what they did is they took that frequency and they sent it overseas to Italy because this was done in New York. They sent it to Italy and they reconstituted the DNA just by the frequency. So it was just, it was just showing that water has this, this, this uh, ability to retain the frequencies we give. So that's why if you're giving yourself loving messages, totally, yeah. it's going to, it's going to resonate with you. So I guess that's where I was trying to go with the, with what I was saying about the water is yeah. that if you're, if you're running 432 through it and it's a healing frequency, mm-hmm. we're going to vibrate at that frequency yeah. and it's going to be good. And it's because we're these big bags of water. Right? <laughs> you know. So yeah, there's definitely something to be said for that. I um, I personally, I play like healing music in my apartment all the time. It's always just kind of there. I find it like really feels, fills the space and feels like really good. Um, yeah, right. there's just so many different things. There's so many different avenues when it comes to like the healing power of music. I um, I think I think you were, I think you knew this. I fell on the stairs and broke my jaw. <laughs> I fainted and broke my jaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And I completely forgot yeah. about it. I pretty much soon after, I, I continued to do sound baths and I healed so quickly. Right. I didn't bruise at all. Like, I literally, here right. and here, I, it was like two weeks and you were, yeah, better. yeah, it was really weird. Was something like that. It was crazy. Uh, it wasn't like the six to eight weeks. It was like, I remember because I remember when yeah. you had told me you'd done that. Because you put, I think you had put off a sound bath because of yeah. it. Yeah. I, and then, and then like within like two weeks, you were fine again. It was crazy. And now I just, I forgot that I broke it. Like I just, I'm like, oh yeah, I yeah. broke my jaw. It, That's it, right. it healed really fast. And I've talked to a couple different holistic right. like practitioners and they're all convinced it's because I'm playing sound bowls in my face constantly. So like, I think that that Probably. really has something to do with it. So yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I'm def- I'm not a doctor, obviously, but I just feel like there's no. so much about it that we don't understand, and we're just kind of like yeah. getting deeper and deeper into it. And I think it's super exciting. It's a really cool time to be, you know, in this this field, this field of study. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that you say you're not a doctor, but I, when I met you, I, I could, I, I think I even said this to you. I said you're you're a true healer. Aww. Like I can, I got that vibe because. You know, like there's so many charlatans. We were talking about this too. There's so many charlatans in this industry, whether it's mm-hmm. in any, any of the any of the healthcare. Yeah, from it's from unregulated to, a lot. Well, your your industry right? is more regulated, but like for we, the- but even mine, there's charlatans. You know, like there's charlatans in all these places. These fakes and frauds, and all they care about is making money. Yeah, and they're not actually true healers. Like when you really come in contact with someone that's a true healer, you you feel it and you know yeah. it, right? hundred percent. Like they're in it for the right reason. They're not. Yeah. Right. My mom is a therapist and my grandma and my aunts. So I, I've grown up <laughs> seeing a lot of. Right. So you just naturally. Yeah. Just, yeah. I've just, uh, my mom had like, she had her own practice when we were quite young running it out of our home. So we kind of witnessed a lot of that or she would, she does like a lot of somatic experiencing where, which is where I learned that from. Um, and she practiced a lot of that kind of stuff on us. And even to this day, like I started teaching at the den in Los Angeles and, um, mm-hmm. she's there at all my virtual classes and, you know, Cassie, you did great. Like I have this advice. What about this? Like, it's so, so supportive. <laughs> it's so nice. That's yeah. awesome. So did that kind of lead you? Cause I think that's how we kind of met was that we kind of had the same opinion on the thing that happened over the last three years. And I think we did anyways, yeah. we didn't really talk about it, but I think we were on the same vibe. I mean, did that kind of lead you to be kind of more natural and and knowing that there's more more to health than just fear based? Well, I you know what I mean. I mean, like, I've always been more natural. Like, I don't even take Advil right. if I can avoid it. I'm really like careful about all of that. My mom is. I grew up like this, like going to like holistic right. healers. That's how when I, I was, was too. Yeah, yeah. like totally. just drink this herb, you'll feel better. Drink, to, you know. <laughs> just, um, right. But if we're talking about COVID, which I think we are, yeah, um, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I sold a lot of face masks, but I didn't. I, I know. That's what I like. I always <laughs> laugh. I actually say something like, I know this this girl and she sold all these masks and she doesn't even believe in this. <laughs> and I was like, I wish I wish I would have done that because that's brilliant. Well, it was a, it was such an accident. Like, I don't know. I literally I just was launching my new, like bamboo T-shirts and then yeah. that was in the in January and I was getting them made had them all designed, all the tech packs, everything's ready to go. And then everything gets shut down. And then I'm like, and then, right. you know, and then so, like, what, like one of my people that I was working with, they're like, do you want to try a face mask? I'm like, 
I guess. Like, this is like, we don't even know anything about, I know nothing about face masks. Right, I'm like, right. I guess so. So I did like a small order of like 600 of them. And it was funny because I'm like, well, they have to be bamboo because I have a bamboo clothing line, you know? And then right. we need three pockets, I guess. I don't know what a PM 2.5 filter is, but sure, like we need a pocket for it. And then I was like, what do I store this in? Oh, what if it was a matching bamboo bag? And then one thing led to another. I'm selling, I sold like like 30,000 face mat. I did like a hundred over $130,000 in sales in like six months in face masks. And I'm just like, people are like asking me, <laughs> they're like, how do I use this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. Your story is like the best out of all of COVID. I think I love your story the best because it just, it makes me laugh. It's like, I, I was partnering so with like, so I was partnering with like the league to save Lake Tahoe in California. I did their face masks. Yeah. I did the Harbor air pilots. I did like the helicopter pilots. I'm just like, all this charity where I'm just like literally everywhere. People are like in London. I just saw someone on the subway with your mat face mask. On. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. So awesome. Yeah, it was pretty random. Everyone's like, I love the matching bag. I'm like, oh, I just didn't want to put them in a plastic bag. I'm glad you like that. So like, yeah, it was like, I people were scared, and I dealt with like thousands yeah. of people all over the world that are just like terrified, and they're yeah. looking to me of all people to like calm them down, and I was just like. I felt like very fortunate to be in that position where I was able to right. like talk to people and just kind of like understand that they're coming from a place of fear and like all of the things. And, right. and then I educated myself real fast, like becoming from a political science degree, like you, it's basically a glorified research degree, let's be honest. So I researched right. everything I needed to know about like all of the things. And I was like very like um, strategic about it just so I could be as useful as possible. And I care about things I do. I put all of myself into things, totally. you know, and with my clothing line, I'm just like, I want to make sure that if I'm going to do this, that I'm going to be really good at it. I'm going to be very like educated. I'm going to know what I'm talking about so I can actually be of service to people. So, and not be a charlatan, you know, and give them. And I was actually my, no, that's my it. customers came to me and they're like, you have to raise your price. Like you can't like, and I'm like, really? They're like, no, you have like, you, you're yeah. such a good product. This is so great. You need to, I'm like, okay. Like usually it's like the other way around, you know? So I thought that was kind of cool too. Cause I care very much about people I work with and just what I do. Cause if you don't like care, why, why are you doing it in the first place? You know? Totally. So. Totally. No. And that's, that's one thing no one will say about you is you're a charlatan. No, there's no way. Like if anyone that meets you knows that you're authentic just by meeting you, like Aww. said, super impressed. Thanks. You see all these, you know, I, I, I blast on, on certain types of women all the time <laughs> and, and about like them being, you know, boss babes all the blah, blah, and they're bragging and pumping themselves up. But if anyone called themselves a boss baby, it should be you. Like, honestly, Aww. like you, you know, it's true though. Like you're, you're, you're kicking ass in all these avenues and you're authentic about it too. So it's like super impressive, you know? Aww, so that's so nice. You know, anyways. Yeah. Like if any women are watching, they want to like mentor off somebody, well, so it should be somebody like you. Cause that's the thing too. You're so humble about it too. Hmm. You know, like there's so many people out in the planet and they're just, they're, they're so narcissistic and egotistical. And it's like, you're actually doing real things yeah. and, and continually, like you're never stopping. Every time I see something that you're doing, you're doing something else. Like you're, and it's in something totally opposite of what you were doing before. It's like, you're, you're multifaceted. So it's like super impressive. Aww, and it, so I just want to say that, like, I know there are a lot of women watch this podcast and it's like, yeah, if someone's going to follow somebody, then follow you because you know, you're doing you're doing it right so i just feel like life is so short you know and it's like we yeah. should like there's that stupid i love memes the mon meme it's like uh life is so short it's like why aren't we running like we're on fire towards our wildest dream or something like that and it's just like it's so true so and i just want to right. be a good role model to my son and i just everything that i'm doing too it's like i'm doing it because there's something inside of me or above me or something that's just like this is what you should be doing just go just like you'll understand later i'm like okay so i just keep going but it's not to right. be look at me i'm so awesome look how great i am you know it's more just like this this feel this is i'm doing what's in alignment with what i feel like i what i'm right. supposed to be doing so yeah exactly yeah and i find that it's like people that are really connected to source they're doing it for the right reasons right and it's like it's it's it, it's not even for that they're looking for a reward it's just the fact that they're just in that space and it, that's enough yeah right when when you're connected that's enough like if you, if anything else monetary fame whatever comes from it that's just 
that's just icing. Yeah. The actual cake is just actually being connected. Yeah. And I always say too, it's like, if we're on the right path, if we're doing what we, you know, what is in alignment with what we should be doing, then the money will come because you will be supported and the universe will support you if you're like on the right path and money is just energy. It's just like a way that we can be supported and, you know, living the life that we're living and, you know, trying to accomplish the things that we want to do with our time. Oh, totally. Oh, that's super impressive. Yeah. Um, So I've been doing a lot of that Joe Dispenza stuff too, even before I met you. He's so great. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, getting out into that quantum where you're like, there's any, endless possibilities yeah. right yeah absolutely and, and if you focus on things your body produces chemicals to those things like i even with going not to get into my divorce but get into my divorce i feel kind of responsible for that because i spun all this negative energy thinking that it was going to happen at some point and it did even though i wasn't you know what i mean like yeah. you could do it negatively you could do it positively mm-hmm. and and yeah you know and and what like what he says what you think is what what you become yeah. right i mean i had to i didn't have to but i've just automatically over my life like i i maybe i live in a dream world sometimes but like if i i need to have people around me that support that otherwise like i can't take the negative kind of thoughts and low frequencies coming in because it disrupts my daydream and i, I feel like in a lot of ways i live in a constant daydream where it's like what about this? Oh, this would be cool. Oh, I like this. I want this to, I love, this is exciting. I can't wait. So that, that, um, meme or post or whatever that I sent you is very similar to that. It's just like getting excited about the things that you want to happen as if they have happened and then continually just saying them as if they have, and then just continue like living like they have, you know? And it's just like, it is, it, maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm not exactly sure, but it's just like, it will spiral. And there's something too, to be said about the subconscious, not really knowing the difference between what's real and what's not real when it what's happening when you're feeling right. it in your body. I'm not sure exactly about the science behind that, but well, Joe Dispenza does talk. Sorry to cut you off, but Joe Dispenza talks about that. Is that like you start to, if you want to believe that something's going to happen, you've got to, like you said, you've got to believe in your heart that it's actually already happened. Mm-hmm. But what happens then is your brain starts to produce chemicals that that's associated with that that. And you've also got to sorry, you've also got to have an elevated emotion. So love, uh, gratitude, something like that attached to that memory or yeah. that thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with those, that, that, that feeling, it actually starts to produce chemicals that mimic that feeling. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, it's just, so it is, it's a spiritual thing connected with actual 100%. Bio- biology. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. It's very cool. I like to call it sometimes like bending energy <laughs> because, you, you right, know, right. like I say sometimes too, what I'll do if people want to pr- try this, I think it's pretty cool. It's like you have a little chime candle and in the candle you like, hold it in your le- left hand and just think about all the things that you're excited about that you want to happen in your life or just pick a, a topic. We could say it's like about success. So you have a green candle, you put it in your left hand and you're thinking about you know, wealth or abundance or success or like health or all these things. And then you open your eyes carve those things into the candle, abundance, like health, um, you know, just all the things that would like just the words that come to mind, um, business success, light the candle. And then you're just like in your head, look into the flame and then picture what that looks like. Little daydreams, you know, and I do, I kind of do variations of that, like in the sound baths, um, but like at home type thing. And then you stare into the candle and you keep, and you feel it in your body. Like, what does it feel like? Like, how is this you know, how is this going to play out when you're getting excited about it? And you're so like, you know, and then you do that until the candle burns through the words, which could be like an hour to two hours. And when right. you're doing that, you're changing the frequency, you're changing the energy. You're actually like, you're pushing your intention, your energy through the candle flame to be kind of manifested throughout. And then you just dispose of the candle wax later. So it's like a nice little thing, I think. And if we're doing that on a daily basis, like you wake up first thing in the morning, you know, look around your home. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed. Like, thank you. This is so cool. I'm so lucky. Thank you. You know, and you go on your day with that kind of like that gratitude kind of instilled in you. And that will impact how you interact with people on the street. That will impact how you carry yourself. That will impact how you treat yourself, your inner dialogue, how the food you feed yourself, if you go to the gym or not, like the more we are living in gratitude and love, like it just will elevate our our life on so many different levels. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So would that be your, is that how you start your day? Yeah. Like something like that? Not maybe the candle every day, but yeah. you start your day with gratitude. Love. Absolutely. Yeah. And just okay. like, just checking in, you know, it just like, there. I'm not 
complacent. Like I still have so many things that I want to accomplish that I'm excited about doing, but I'm so grateful for what has happened. And it always helps too to like look back, like what was I doing a year ago? What was I doing four years ago? Like, wow, good job, Cassia. You know, like you did this, keep going. Like this is fun. And then it does get fun because you realize like how many things that you can accomplish and how many like, you know, trials that you can get over. And it makes you just feel even more powerful. And in that too, it's like that brings you to a state of feeling humble because it's you're doing this for yourself. You know, like you're not doing this to prove a point, like not like not to um, out of spite to get back to anybody else. Like when you're doing it right. for that reason. And then that brings you back to what you said about like the the boss babes or whatever the thing. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're that's it. Okay, so so let's see, where, where are you going to be in five years then? That's a good question. Um, well, I want my practice to be, uh, I've started a new sort of collective. So it's called Mystic Arts. And um, it's a, a kind of a, collect, a, a collaborative like group of different spiritual practitioners. And we all kind of come together to do certain, like different kind of events. Um, and all by donation. Um, I have a studio, well, a couple of studios here in Yaletown, then long distance through the den in Los Angeles. Um, I want that to grow. You know, like I looked into starting a sound healing foundation and actually going through all the paperwork and stuff that it would take to do that because then you get certain grants from the government. So then that could be, that could help, um, you know, cover all the costs that it takes to like offer sound healing at a, like a very low or no rate for people. Um, so that has kind of been on my mind as well, but for now, just really putting more time into mystic arts. Um, and then with my music, like I want to tour, I want to do festivals like next summer, um, working on an album right now, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I was funded by Factor, which is like um, funding from the government that they give artists. to. So they funded my um, my single, which is really exciting. So I'm just finishing that. And yeah, just like keep was going. Go Ghost? Was Ghost? Was that those songs? Um, Ghost? What was the name of the song? Oh. Was it, what, was it, what was the song that got released then? The song, well, that one, Ghost, hasn't been released. I have an album. So oh, I have okay. nine tracks, actually, that are being worked on right now. Um, oh, okay. That's one of the tracks. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw that one, and I was like, yeah, listening to it. Yeah, yeah that, the remix of Ghost. So it's all going to be Bass House, too. And that's what I played at Rifflandia. Okay. It was like a brand new cool. Bass House. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so you've tra you've traveled, obviously, quite a bit throughout your sort of life. Yeah. With modeling and probably the band and all that stuff yeah. where, where would where are some of your favorite places to travel well, to? i love miami <laughs> i miss it all the time oh yeah you are, i was yeah, living you there yeah happy. as in miami yeah. and new york kind of just going back and forth um actually i recently mm -hmm. went back to miami a couple months ago it's not the same uh south beach is really yep. run down it's kind of, honestly kind of sad to see but mm -hmm. um but going forward i think i would like to check out la more that's where the studio mm -hmm. is that I'm teaching out of. And we're talking about doing retreats and like in-studio sort of sessions. So yeah, that's cool. on the horizon, but I have a five-year-old. So that obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, adds, cool. adds to it. Has he, has, have you got into sports with him yet? Not yet. He, well, he plays. Not yet. No, is he? I, I've, I've made him play soccer, but he does not seem very interested yeah. at all. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, but soccer in Vancouver is not fun. And yeah. Too much rain. <laughs> I know. And they're outside but, all but, season. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, where do you, what do you, what do you see the biggest problem in society right now? Only one. <laughs> which, which well, society? The biggest problems our society, like, well, the 3d world. Uh, yeah. What do you, West, the Western society, say Western culture, Western society. I mean, I've, I talk a lot about how toxic it is and well, I just maybe get it. Have you heard, you know, I just heard this today that Trudeau is going to be regulating podcasts. Yes. I heard so that what, too. Yeah. What does that mean? Do you want to talk about that? Right. It'll, well, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, is that going to be only the things he wants to talk about? You know. Yeah. Like, what do you have to like? Right. What rules do you need to follow in order to be, right. you know, to meet the standards? Like, does that mean that like all the podcasts are just going to be taken down if they don't meet like certain requirements? Exactly. That's what I was wondering too. Like guys like Joe Rogan that might be on more what they would call right wing, which isn't even right wing. Like. Most people are just centrist. I believe truly like most, most Canadians, North Americans in general are probably fairly close to center. Yeah. Slightly right or left. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think there's too many extremists in my opinion. I haven't met them in my life. So I don't know where they think all these right wing people are coming from because yeah, I've always considered myself a centrist. Yeah. And 
you know, maybe slightly to the left when I was younger. And now that I have kids slightly to the right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard for me to talk on this because I don't really know a lot about Canadian politics. I know that a lot of people do not like Trudeau right now. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's like uh, for being like a Republican, it's like you work really hard for your money. Why do I have to subsidize people that don't work like that? But there's so many right. different layers to that. Um, well, that's it. So, I mean, I consider myself a libertarian, which mm -hmm. would be like sort of that Jeffersonian mm -hmm. don't tread on. Well, I mean, I, I, I literally have it on my arm. It says don't tread on me. Like <laughs> it's, but I, but I'm not a hardliner where, cause I understand that there's people that can't do like, I'm okay helping the can't do totally. like the people that maybe mentally disabled, physically disabled, someone that's had a rough go mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, just needs a hand of the one time to like get them out of the ditch. I'm okay with helping those people. Yeah. But I don't, I don't like helping people that perpetually lay in the ditch and make excuses for themselves. So those ones I have a trouble, I have trouble with. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. So I'm, that's where my socialism is not, I'm not really, I'm, I would, I don't really line with socialism. I don't no. think that it's my job to take, take care of everybody regardless of their motivations. Like, yeah, I haven't, yeah, I have no problem helping those that can't, but yeah, I, I have, I have major trouble helping slugs. Yeah, because right? it gets to the point where you, lay you enable people and it's not really doing a service to anyone. Yeah. But that's like, there's always exceptions to that. So I don't right. know, it's a really tricky situation, you know, and you look at like the downtown east side and like how that is just like completely right. out of control. But like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like, what is even right? You can't even do anything. It's just like, well, it's heartbreaking. Really? Like I was, right. um, when Riverview was open, it was a problem because they said, well, you're institutionalizing people, but then we shove them back out on the street mm -hmm. and they're not getting medicated properly. So then they're using things that have fentanyl in it and all these others, yeah. other things. Right. So it's like, like you said, it's like, what do you do? Well, yeah. And it's like people with like five jobs can't even afford to pay their rent right now. <laughs> like what, right. like, what is, right. what are we, what are we going to, what is everyone going to do? Like people are leaving Vancouver right. left, left, right and center right now, you know, like, Right. I know like f like at least four or five of my friends are just leaving. They're going to Mexico because apparently right. the dollar is supposed to be, do their dollar is supposed to be doing really good pretty soon or something. Right. So they're investing yeah. in property there and just taking off to Mexico. I don't know. It's yeah. It's like a lot. So, and I feel like, yeah, it is. I feel like that's why like there's like a lot of women's groups that are, I don't know if they've always been here or if I'm just learning about them now, but there's a lot of women's boss lady type groups coming up. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's to support one another because everyone is going through such like a time right now. So, totally. and that's what, another reason why with the sound bath stuff, I'm like, you know, more than ever, I feel like people really need to be supported. So just trying to be similar to the face mask, only completely different, but just trying to be like a support system for people that might be scared or that might need some kind of community or yeah, all of those things. So tie that back together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, I mean, I have a good, I have a good career and I'm living in a, a rental in, Sur in Surrey, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm yeah. going through divorce, obviously that's tough, mm. tough, but it's like, yeah, it's like 2,100 bucks to rent this place. And it's, you know, it's an old, old building. It's crazy. I'm sure your place is, and I'm sure your place is just absolutely off the chart. You know, you're downtown. Yeah. So. I got lucky with it's, that lost. I, uh, yeah, I got it. Like the owner is in China and yeah, mm -hmm. I, I got a pretty like at an affordable rate before because I've been there for like five years too, and it hasn't went up right. that much. But looking at the rental market right now, or like, you get what like a two bedroom for one point five million. <laughs> it's like, what if you have three right. kids? Like, where do they go? Right. right. Yeah, and all this, right. the schools are like overrun with kids right now. Like even Cassius getting into the school that he goes to in Yale Town, like you have to go on a lottery. Right. And if you don't get accepted to that, then you have to go to the overflow school. And it's because it's no cheaper for kids to and parents to move to the, you know, outside of Vancouver now. So everyone's just kind of staying put. So the kids are flooding the school system and there's not enough schools. So right. it's just like, a, well, I know out here, like they can't build schools fast enough. Yeah. They build one and it's already got portables on it. There you go. That's so, crazy. And then all the, all the sports organizations are over full and they don't yeah. build the their ice arenas or ballparks fast enough. Yeah. And so, you know, and you want to keep kids out of trouble, you got to keep them in sports or mm -hmm. activities, music, whatever, whatever their thing is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sports, but it, an activity. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, it's just, it's so hard to find anything. Well, you know, and the, um, like you said, if you came out of the suburbs, it's just as busy out here. Yeah. A hundred percent. Everything's packed. Right. So, yeah. 
I'm going to start doing sound baths for kids. I've decided like with That'd Cassius awesome. and like, yeah, I guess like under 10 could be good. Uh, well, or you, let me bring, I'll bring my kids out it. for sure. For sure. They'd be into it. Yeah. And they can like play the bowls and stuff. I think that's kind of cool. I've never yeah. seen anyone do that before, cool. but he like loves playing them. So I figure like if he does other kids might too. So. Well, I think that's the key right now is there's, there's people that are waking up and I hate saying that I'm Whoa. yeah more <laughs> yeah you know what I mean or I don't even let you know or al- people say oh you're so alpha I'm not alpha I'm, I've never been alpha yeah <laughs> I've always been that sensitive guy yeah. and, and like you know I was never an alpha guy right I just hate all these labels yeah just trying to like say we're better but there is definitely an awakening and, and it definitely feels like well obviously once you wake up you never fall back to sleep, mm-hmm. right yeah and I think we're on this like wave that's going to crest at some point. And it's like, yeah, well, my point was with the kids, if we get this generation, this younger generation to start out where they're aware and they're, they're tuned into the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, yeah. then that's, I, I honestly think that's the generations that's going to, that's going to save us. hundred percent. I, th- I think it's like two to seven are the most formidable, formidable years or like up to seven. Mm-hmm. And that's when they start kind of getting programmed, if you want to use that word, by schools or TV or all of the things, you know. But up till then, they have like this, they're in like star seeds kind of, they're in touch with like the like source as if it's like nothing, as if it's like completely normal. But then you kind of start to lose that as you grow up. So, but if you can get them at that age and nurture that and just be like, this is actually normal, this is beautiful, like let's keep going with this, like. I say with my son all the time, like, what were your dreams? How does that make you feel? Like being really sensitive to energy and like talking about like healing and just being like really in touch with nature. We go to the ocean every day, you know, like I just try, I didn't really get a lot of that. I grew up Catholic. So <laughs> it's a whole other thing. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that that could, I completely agree with what you said and just being like there to facilitate that in a very like, right. you know, open and like, very nice way for children to kind of help navigate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, which is why they're trying to indoctrinate our kids earlier. Oh God. They're pushing off. <laughs> yeah. You know, we won't get too far into that stuff, but it's, it's exactly what they're trying to do. They know, they know that that's where you have to get a ch- child is the earlier you get them, yeah. the more you can, you can convert them to what you want to believe in. A hundred percent. Right. But if you can keep, if you can keep them away and, and have them connected to source, yeah. that's the key. Yeah. Right. Have them walk, have them walk on the grass with a fair Absolutely. Feet, pick up bugs and, and have a care for animals and nature. And yeah, you know, yeah, I just, I was always like that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was lucky that way. My parents were semi hippies. Mine so were very hippie too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. So I was always walking bare feet around and yeah, yeah had long hair, yeah. you know, long blonde hair. And yeah, I just, yeah. I was one of those kids and it's like, it never changed out of me. And I think that's why none of this stuff, none of this programming that they try to, and fear-based shit that they try to push on us. And maybe that's the common denominator with the people that are awake mm-hmm. is maybe we have, a lot of us have that deep inside of us from being a child. Mm-hmm. And we, we just, we're, we're, we're too connected to source for them to pro, pre, to reprogram us, right? Yeah. So I read something the other day saying that um, connecting to your higher self is really just um, healing your inner child, that your, your your inner child actually is your higher self. I thought that was really beautiful right. as a way to kind of come back full circle. You know, it's not like <clears throat> we're trying to aspire to like be something else. It's like that's already in us. We're just trying to like find that back in us again. It was really nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. I think I said that in a... Uh... One of my videos recently, it was basically like, we have to stop causing harm with, with what we are as adults. Cause that's the thing when we're a child, mm-hmm. if we look at everybody, that's what I think I said. I said, if you look at other people from other countries, from, you know, if we have wars with, look at everybody as being who they were as a child mm-hmm. and you never want any harm to come to them because as a child, you don't want harm to, to come to anybody yeah. or anything. Yeah. Right. You have this pure heart. Absolutely. And it's like not until we become adults and we've had, uh, you know, relationship breakups and had our hearts broken and had our hearts hardened. And yeah, and essentially like know, getting cut and, off and, from other people where you, you know, then it's like you against right. them, you know, and then you're like fear based. Right. You're like, I if I right. if they eat, I won't eat kind of thing, you know, as an example. Right. So it's just like I need to defend. Right. I need to we're we're not really against each other, though. You know, like just break it all down. We're like we're all 
in this together. We're all reflections of one another. We're all part of the same collective right. source. Like this is not supposed to be me against them. There's enough sun for everyone, <laughs> you know, it's just like, right. it doesn't have to exactly. be such a battle all the time. It's like, you know, for yeah. women, for one thing, women are pinned against each other and it's like, you know, right. you need to tear someone else down to make yourself, it's just like, it's so exhausting. And that's part of like, right. sometimes I don't want to be around people because it's like too much. And then we have all these women's groups and everyone's like, God, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> you're just like, I need a yeah. nap. This is a lot. But if we just like, you know, well, get back to the core fundamentals, we're all in this together. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. You know, I like, I love listening to you talk. You, you, like everything you say, I totally resonate with. It's amazing. Aww. Like, well, that's it. Like, it's just all this division: yeah. men versus women, yeah. gay versus straight, yeah. black versus white, or whatever, yeah. you, whatever denominations you want to break people down into these. Vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like chaos. You know? and it's it, like enough. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why I've kind of pulled away from that too. If you've noticed some of my videos, I've kind of softened a bit because I'm just, I'm so tired of spinning in the negative. Mm. And it's like our, both sides are just as bad when they get to those extremes. And yeah. it's like the, the answers in the middle, the answers, unity and connectiveness. It's not, it's not division and it's not, yeah. it's not, you know, falling further into your hatred for one another. It's, it's like it's leading by example. And I always say the trash takes care of itself. You know, don't have to right. get your hands dirty. Just like right. be the best person, be the best version, be the best. Like I'm trying to be the, like a role model for myself or my son. Do you know what I mean? Like what, who, right. what do I want to, what difference do I want to make in the world? Like who do I look up to be more like them, act more like that, you know, or just like, what, what do you, what do you want to leave behind when you pass away? You know, what is the point of all right. of this? Is it to start fights with people? No, right. what? You know, no. it's like, you I know, hope not. I would say that like we're, yeah. we're this is 2023. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Why are we still bombing people? Why are we still hating people? Why are we, why are we talking about yeah. like caring about what somebody else lives their life? Like as long as you're not harming a child or, I know. or pushing your stuff on me, I don't care. I know. Like, well, it's like social media and it's, you right. know, it's the advertising companies wanting to sell people stuff. Really. It's kind of what that's right. getting into. Yeah. Fear sells, mm -hmm. hatred sells. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm just like, yeah. You know, how much did how much did Jeff Bezos make during COVID? Oh yeah, right. Yep, hundred like, percent. And it was both sides purchasing from him. Mm -hmm. It was all the preppers buying all their prepper shit, mm -hmm. and it was all the people fear afraid of COVID buying their fear of COVID shit. Absolutely. You know, and it was just both sides. It's like all they want us to be is consumers, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that's the bottom line. Right. Make them money. Capitalism. That's where we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of comes down to just not getting caught up in stuff and just realizing that we are more than our things. And yeah, that's a whole right. other, whole other thing. Well, yeah, we'll do we'll do another one sometime. <laughs> Which on I that. really enjoy. Like, yeah, it was my favorite part yeah. of political science was cap studying capitalism. But yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that another time. I'm definitely gonna do this again with you. So yeah. maybe we'll wrap it up here today. Um, just to give you an intro, we're not like going too long. But um, <laughs> yeah. So is there anything you want to? do some self-promotion where do they find you where do you get your products um yeah you know instagram all that kind of stuff just kind of give a rundown of, of where people what people can do to find yeah you. absolutely so yeah i'm cassia my instagram is cassia's music um my new studio is mystic arts my website is cassiamusic.io um what else can i say i have a new line of i'm just releasing new sound bowls and gongs um new candles and face oil really soon like organic face oil stuff i'm really excited about and that will all be through mystic arts my clothing line is cassie bamboo cassiebamboo.com um i'm a teacher at the den in los angeles as i mentioned and i'm giving away a free week of unlimited classes if anyone would like to to you know get the the, the promo code for that i'd be happy to share um, and the event that I'm doing on Monday in Vancouver, I'm offering 10% off to everyone. So yeah, it's like a fully immersive healing experience in, uh, on Manitoba street, Vancouver. So Sweet. yeah. And no festivals scheduled. In, in time Not to, yet. I have the underground thing that I mentioned, um, at the end yeah. of February, but the show I'm really focused on finishing my album. That's like my first okay. album, cool. the new website, all of the music video. I mean, in the process of filming a couple different music videos right now. So I want to get all of that kind of finished and then festivals probably next season. So yeah. Sweet. 
All right. Well, this is awesome today. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll catch up again soon. And um, yeah. Um, yeah. Have a good yeah, one. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you guys for stopping by the show today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more, make sure to show us some love on our Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube and Rumble channels, like those episodes, and turn on the notification bells. You can find our video version of the show on YouTube, Rumble, and Spotify, or you can catch the audio version on Apple and Google Podcast. But stay tuned for more realness coming to you soon. Until next time, babes.